Okay. Well, I better get to uh, the word, as Spencer would say, get to preaching. All right. So today we are looking at Genesis 24. Genesis 24. It has 67 verses. Spencer was right. Uh, we won't read all 67 verses, but uh, we're going to look at the assignment. Genesis 24, the assignment. Was there something in 2022 that God asked of you that wasn't on your radar, radar back in 2021? If you look at back at last year, 2022, is there a moment when God said, this is what I have for you to do at this moment in time? And that assignment or task may not have been to further your life or your goals or benefit you necessarily, but you know that God asked you to be a part of what he was going to be doing in a situation. Was there an instance or a situation this past year that you didn't see coming but you said yes to God's leading and God's assignment for you last year. Uh, for me, uh, quickly, two things come to mind. Back in May, uh, uh, the Assemblies of God pastors in New York get together for a business meeting. Back in May, so we went up to Syracuse, and uh, uh, somehow, miraculously, I was voted in as the female executive presbyter for New York State uh, Ministry Network. And then... Just a couple of weeks later, you'll remember Pastor Keith moved on to North Carolina, and somehow I got to be executive pastor. And so those were not... No. So that's just an instance where that wasn't on my radar, and, but God put it before me, and uh, that was the assignment. Uh, also, some of you know uh, my husband's story. He is the first generation American. His parents were in Austria and Yugoslavia in the 1940s, and uh, they both were orphaned. Uh, John's father was 12 years old, had five siblings, both parents died. John's mother had three siblings, both parents died. So now there are 10 children in Austria and Yugoslavia with uh, no parents. And uh, Hans Waffelgel, a Ridgewood Pentecostal uh, pastor, was going to Europe regularly for evangelistic tent meetings. And he heard about these, ten, these six Shreks and these four Baumgartners that had no parents. And the relatives were not really looking to step in and raise them. And so uh, Brother Hans and the Ridgewood Pentecostal Church in Brooklyn, New York, which is still there today and many of John's family still attend there, uh, they sponsored in 1948 10 orphan children to this country, and that church, those families in that church, raised them. Now, that wasn't on their radar, but that was an assignment the Lord put before them. And so they raised them, and uh, John's father was 12, Shrek, John Shrek, and John's mother, Elsa Baumgartner, was also 12. They grew up, John and Elsa got married, and uh, lo and behold, their firstborn son uh, was not laid in a manger, but was born. <laughs> and, uh, but that just gives you an example. Now, is the Lord calling you to raise 10 orphans? I don't think so. But the Lord has an assignment for you in 2023. God has an assignment for you in 2023. God has something for you to do that you can't even think about at the moment. 
He has the assignment with your name on it that he has shaped and molded for you to carry out. In 2023, God is going to ask you personally to be a part of something, to do something that may have ramifications beyond what you realize and beyond what you will see. God is going to tap you on the shoulder in 2023, and he's going to call your name, and he's going to say, do this. And what will our response be? The question is, will you let him, and will you follow him obediently in 2023? This is not the year to pull the covers over your head and say, I can't wait till 2024. God has an assignment for you. So let's see Genesis 24. We're going to find an assignment that will teach us some things this morning. Verses 1 through 4. Abraham was very old, and the Lord has blessed him in every way. He said to the senior servant in his household, the one in charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh. I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I am living. That's the enemy's camp. But will go to my country, like-minded believers, will go to my country and my own relatives and get a wife for my son Isaac. So Abraham tasks the senior servant. Now, I don't know how old the senior servant is. John and I turned 60. I don't know if we're senior servants yet. Pastor Chris turned 30 this week. Maybe he's a senior servant now. <laughs> Couldn't even make it to church this morning. <laughs> but the name is not mentioned here. But if we go to Genesis 15, we see it's Eleazar. And Eleazar is a senior servant. And over the years, he has developed a level of trust, faithfulness, and obedience with the master, with Abraham. He is in charge of all that Abraham had. Relationship with the master has to be developed, cultivated, deepened over time. Consistency, keeping focus, talking with the master, listening to the master, walking with the master, and receiving an assignment from the master. 2023 should be a year for each of us where we are developing cultivating, deepening our relationship with the master, being consistent, being focused, talking with the master, listening to the master, walking with the master, and receiving an assignment from the master. Now, before we get to Eleazar's assignment, I just want to say I'm glad that in this day and age we sign contracts and don't put our hand under the thigh as an oath thing. I am very grateful that things have progressed and we don't do the under the thigh, this is a covenant between you and me thing, but we just sign on the dotted line. How could I let that passage go without saying that? In children's ministry, we would have acted it out. Stay seated, thank you. But first, verses three and four tell us Eleazar's assignment. His assignment is to find a wife for Abraham's son, Isaac. What a task. Nothing that Eleazar was looking to do. 
Now remember, God's covenant with Abraham is that his descendants will be as numerous as the stars or the, sands on, uh, the sand on the, the shores. Abraham's son, Isaac, needs a wife so that that covenant of all those descendants to follow will happen. God is asking Eleazar to be part of something much bigger than himself and way beyond Eleazar's pay grade or ability. Find God's wife for Isaac. It's okay for God to ask you to do something in 2023 that is beyond what you can do in the natural because that is when the supernatural steps in. When God does the work and God gets the glory and God's kingdom is furthered. The families, the people that raised John's parents and the other eight siblings were not in it for themselves. They saw the long view. They saw the legacy that could happen. They shaped destiny for generations to come because they accepted the assignment that God had put before them that they never saw coming. Eleazar, his assignment was to find a wife for Abraham's son Isaac that the Israelites might come from. Think of that assignment. Secondly, God is looking for your obedience in 2023. You are responsible for what God has put before you to do. Don't worry about the other guy and why he isn't following God or doing what you think God wants them to do. We are responsible for what God puts before us to do. When our boys were little, we were very uh, strict. We were very strict, I have to say. And they would say, yeah, but so-and-so's mom lets them go there. And I would say, I am not Ethan, so-and-so's mom. And I have to do what God has put before me to do, and that is to raise you four boys, not to raise so-and-so's son or daughter. So verses 5 and 9, let's see how Eleazar does with the obedience thing. The servant asked him, what if the woman is unwilling to come back with me to this land? Shall I then take your son back to the country you came from? Abraham says, make sure you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who brought me out of my father's household and my native land, and who spoke to me and promised me on oath, saying, to your offspring I will give this land, Canaan, he will send his angel before you so that you can get a wife for my son from there. If the woman is unwilling to come back with you, then you will be released from this oath of mine. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of his master, Abraham, and swore an oath concerning the matter. The servant asked, what if the woman won't cooperate with God's plan? What's the servant of the master to do? Well, verse 8 tells us, 
He says, if the woman is unwilling to come back with you, then you'll be released from the oath of mine. Don't force someone to do what you think they should be doing for God. Ooh. That includes parents with adult children. You can't force your adult child to do what you think they should be doing. How do we delete that on the online? But he says, what if she won't cooperate? What if she won't obey what God's plan is? And, and Abraham, the master, says, don't be caught up with what so-and-so should be doing for God. Focus on what God has put before you to do and obey his voice and obey his leading. So when does Eleazar agree to the assignment? When he has the assurance that God will go before him. Verse 7 says, Abraham says, an angel of the Lord is going to go before you, and you'll find that wife. Moses, if my presence don't, if my presence, if your presence doesn't go with me, I can't go. Eleazar is not looking to walk ahead of God, or just to do something because he was asked to do it. He does it after Abraham assures him that God is in the assignment, and God will make the way before him. Do we make sure that God is in the assignment before we jump feet first and do something for God? In verse 9, he does the hand over the, under the thigh thing. But then verse 10 and 11 tells us that the servant sets off. Eliezer starts the journey. He begins the walk of faith and obedience. It's not a one-day assignment that God has given him. The journey is long. When you look up from point A to point B, it's 500 miles. There's a significant amount of ground to cover. A lot of territory and terrain to be covered. It will be time-consuming, the assignment. It will be energy-consuming. It will be emotionally-consuming. It's going to cost the servant of the master something to obey the master's assignment. Oftentimes, God doesn't call us to an easy road to journey on, but an obedient road to journey on no matter the cost to us. I can't help but think of those people that raised John's parents. It was a long 500-mile journey. None of those children spoke English. They lived in a house where the animals also lived in, the pigs or whatever it was. I was on the first floor, and they slept on the second floor of this structure. They came here, and those people invested they obeyed for the long haul. Eleazar had 500 miles ahead of him. And it says there in those verses that he took 10 camels with him, weighed down with all kinds of goods from the master. Why did the servant take all of that stuff with him on the assignment? Why would he need those things? He took those things by faith by faith that he would get a bride for Isaac and 
need to give the gifts to the family in return for the bride, the dowry, so to speak. The servant was taking every step of that 500-mile journey in obedience, and LEAs are expected, anticipated, and prepared for that journey to find that wife to be successful. How could it not be? He had the assurance that God was going ahead of him. Waymaker, miracle worker, a promise keeper. He keeps his covenant. We must journey every step, every day of 2023 in obedience to, mas to the master. No matter how hard the road, no matter how long the journey, we keep our hand to the plow and say, God, I'm going to take the next step by faith and obey you. I'm going to take the next step on the assignment and obey you. So, verse 11, Eleazar and his 10 camels arrive. They get to the well where the women draw, draw water from, and he was there just at the right time. How about that? A 500-mile journey, and he shows up on the right day at the right time for the right miracle for the right wife for Isaac. How does that happen? One word. God. He could never have planned that, even with GPS. So God has an assignment for you in 2023. God is looking for your obedience in 2023. Thirdly, you have to pray as you go in 2023. Eleazar doesn't act like a bull in a china closet when he gets there. He doesn't just go full steam ahead and decide which chickie at the well he thinks would be a good wife. For Isaac. He doesn't go by emotion. He doesn't go by intuition. He doesn't go by personal preference. He doesn't go by head knowledge. He goes by prayer. Decisions that stem from an obedient walk with God must be made after going to prayer. It can't just seem like a good idea. Prayer is not just another good idea. It is the only idea for the assignment. If you haven't bathed the decision in prayer, don't make the decision. Don't take the assignment if you haven't bathed the decision in prayer. All right, verses 12 and four to 14. Then he, the servant, Eleazar, prayed. Lord God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing beside the spring and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, please let down your jar that I may have a drink, and she says, drink, and I'll water your camels too, let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. By this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. He prays for success for the assignment, not for his own sake, not to further his name, but he prays it for the sake of Abraham. He prays it so that Abraham will be blessed and God's will will be done. Those that raised my in-laws didn't pray that they would do a good job so they could boast about it or so that there could be a Linda Shrek one day, 74 years later, that mentions it at the mission church. 
They didn't do it for any other reason except that God's will would be done in the lives of those children. And they would have a small hand in that. The assignment that God asks of you in 2023 must be saturated in prayer. No other way. Fourthly, now last time I preached, I had nine points. There's 67 verses. I only have five points. I'm paring it down, Spencer. Number four, God responds and camels drink a lot of water. I really just wanted to make the point that camels drink a lot of water. I looked it up. The Library of Congress says camels can drink 20 gallons at a time. Another highly reputable website, I'm sure, says that a camel can drink up to 53 gallons in three minutes. Whoever is most accurate, camels drink a lot of water. So let's see how this chicky is going to do when she's got to pour water for 10 camels and the servant. Verse 15 through 21. Before he, Eleazar, had finished praying, before he had finished praying, Rebecca, dun, da, da, came out with her jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milka. Milka, not lactose intolerant, but Milka, <laughs> who was, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> who was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. The woman was very beautiful, a virgin. No man had ever slept with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. The servant hurried to meet her and said, Please give me a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said. How many women are glad we don't have to say my lord anymore to... Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. After she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too, until they have enough to drink. Ten camels. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, ran back to the well to draw more water, and drew enough for all his camels. Without saying a word. Hmm. Without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. Without saying a word, he just watched. Let's see what God will do. Be still and know that he is God. Stand still and watch God move on your behalf. He had to, he had to move, but then he had to watch and see if God was in it. Before he had finished praying, Rebecca came with her jar. God is already working before he finishes the request. Isaiah 65, 24 says, Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. The answer to his obedient, prayerful steps of faith was standing right in front of Eleazar. Think of it. Rebecca offers him a drink and draws the water for his camels, 10 camels. What a woman. And as she has been set up and she's been set apart for God's purposes. She's a virgin. She's kept herself 
for God's purposes, set apart, sanctified for his holy purpose. And it says she's beautiful on top of that, and apparently from lugging all that water has great biceps. What a catch. Eleazar is in the midst of a miraculous answer to prayer. God responds to obedience bathed in prayer. And lastly, Eleazar is going to thank God for success. In 2023, when God puts the assignment before you and then you see him move, and you see it's successful, you have to be sure that you give God all of the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. It was not because you were so smart you got that new job. It was because God put the smarts in you and then gave you favor for the person that hired, gave favor for the person that hired you to hire you. Too often we take the credit when we've been a part of something pretty special. But Eleazar's immediate response to the realization that God had blessed his journey was to worship and thank him. Verses 22 to 27. When the camels had finished drinking, who knows how long that was, right? The man took out a gold nose ring weighing a becca and two gold bracelets weighing 10 shekels. Now I could tell you how much that was, but I had to leave something for you to do and go back. That's your homework assignment from our message. Then he asked, whose daughter are you? Please tell me there is room in your father's house for us to spend the night. She answered him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son that Milcah bore to Nahor. And she added, we have plenty of straw and fodder as well as room for you to spend the night. Then the man bowed down and worshiped the Lord saying, praise be to the Lord, the God of my master Abraham who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. I love those couple of verses there at the end. Those are good verses as we look back on last year and look ahead to this year. Praise be to the Lord, the God of my master, Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness. If you are here today or watching online, he has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to you, even if you have to go through cancer treatments. He has not abandoned. As for me, the Lord has led me on the journey. Eliezer's immediate response is worship, giving all the glory to Jesus, to God. That must be our response for God's provision and to his faithfulness in the midst of the assignment he puts before us in 2023. From here, the story continues, another 40 verses. And as they say, the rest is history. Rebecca goes back with Eleazar, taking the 500-mile journey back by foot and by camel. Her family gets a lot of the goods, the gifts that Eleazar had brought with him. Isaac gets one look at her when they get back after 500 miles. I mean, how good could she have looked after 500 miles? 
But he knows the Lord has given him a great gift. They marry, and the descendants promised by God to Abraham start being born. Not the Shreks, but the Israelites are all descended from Abraham and then Isaac and Rebekah. And how did that happen? Because Eleazar said yes to the assignment that God put before him to find a wife. We don't mention that part. We say God, the God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We talk all about the Israelites. We talk about Moses. We talk about Aaron. We talk about uh, Elijah and Elisha. But the Israelites are descended from Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob, all because of an obedient servant of the master. What's the takeaway from this very true account in Genesis 24? God has an assignment for you in 2023. God is looking for your obedience. Pray as you go. God responds, and camels drink a lot of water. And thank God for the success. I'm going to ask Melanie and the team to come up. Then the man bowed down and worshipped the Lord, saying, Praise be to the Lord. Praise be to the Lord. Not look at how great I did. Not look at, wow, that was such a long journey. I'm glad I made it. God didn't ask anybody else to do it, just me. None of that. Praise be to the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness. We don't know what 2023 has. We didn't know in 2020 that COVID was going to happen. We certainly didn't know at the beginning of 2022 that Pastor Keith was going to move. My son James and his wife Kayla have been stationed up in Anchorage in the Army for three years. Their next assignment in January is Germany for three years. And they said yes to the assignment because God has put that before them. They didn't check with their mommy first. <laughs> Those adult children get you every time, Jean Marie. <laughs> but what does the assignment God have for you in 2023? Are you up to the task? You are not up to the task. You must have more of Jesus. You must know the master more. You must press in with him. We have to pray more. We have to be in the word more. We need to be in the house of God more because it is too hard for you to do it. There's a falsehood that says God doesn't give you more than you can bear. That is not scripture. God gives us more than we can bear so that he steps in in our weakness. He is strong and he gets us through to the victory and he gets the glory. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand. We're going to pray. But before that, we're going to boast in the Lord and Him alone. Amen. There'll be a situation in 2023 that God will allow you the privilege and the responsibility to be a part. And it will be a privilege and a responsibility 
just like it was for Eleazar, just like it was for those old-time Pentecostal saints in the Ridgewood Pentecostal Church in Brooklyn, New York. We are 17 of us from the oldest son that are all serving Jesus. I could go through the rest of those siblings and tell you, but just to stay with John's parents, John's the oldest, there's 17 of us all serving Jesus. Not perfectly. I don't serve Jesus perfectly, trust me. Don't drive slow in front of me and you'll see. I just get a little annoyed. Don't take it all the way. John has a sister. Her and her husband are in the ministry in the fellowship of the Ridgewood Pentecostal Church and their three children are serving the Lord. John has a brother who is a pastor in the Ridgewood Pentecostal Church. He and his wife have five children and one daughter-in-law. There are 34 of us stemmed from John's parents. Everyone is serving Jesus because of people that said yes to the assignment God had for them. Now, we don't boast in those people, but I'm telling you that either minuscule assignment of going and checking on your neighbor or raising orphans and everything in between, when God puts it before you, Jeannie, when God puts it before you, he gives the grace and he gets the glory and we get to be a part of the fruit of the kingdom of God. Praise be to the Lord, the God of my salvation, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness. And we, like Eleazar, will be able to look back on 2023 and say, as for me, the Lord has led me on the journey. Now we're going to open up the altars and I'm going to close in prayer, but I'm going to ask the prayer team to come up and spread out. Our pastors come out, come up that are here today and, and spread out. And if you want to consecrate yourself today and you have the time to come to the altar, I want to encourage you to come up. You don't have to give any detail. We're just going to pray that God uses you for the assignment he has before you for this year. So, Father, we thank you for Eleazar, the example of one yes and how that can reverberate through generations upon generations. The nation of Israel, the Israelites, all stem from that yes of him finding a wife for Isaac. So, Lord, I pray that you'll give us the courage by the Holy Spirit to say yes to the assignment before us in 2023. We're not, it doesn't matter the scale, God, if it's something small or something grand. We want to say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. And by your Holy Spirit, equip us for this year. Give us your thoughts. Give us the mind of Christ. And Father, as we head into the all-in service on Wednesday night and then the 21 days of prayer and fasting after that, Father, may we be attuned to your voice. May we hear what the Spirit is saying to us. And, we meet, we meet, and may we say, yes, I'll do it, Lord. If you'll go with me, I'll do it.
in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please, if you have a moment, come up and pray. God bless you.